there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, youth leader, and best friend of the podcast, Tom French. And also joining us today is very special guest, assistant minister at Summerhill Church and youth leader extraordinaire and my favorite person to go engagement ring shopping with, please welcome Lauren Mahaffey. I don't know why I said please welcome because Yay. like it's not a live program. Tom, can you please welcome her so she feels welcome? Yeah, welc- welcome, Lauren. Good to have you on Thank the podcast. Thank you so much. I Thank you. I always love getting a round of applause and making other people give a round of applause when there's an awkward silence in church <laughs> yeah. or youth group. So, it's good. yeah, I appreciated that. It was a strong start. I'm glad I Fantastic. could help. Um, happy birthday, Tom, just by the way, just to get that out of the way. It's our 33rd <laughs> birthday. Chris. It's our Jesus it's our, year. <laughs> Jesus birthday, yeah. And we also have saved the world, I think, through this podcast. So congratulations to us. Maybe, maybe in a less significant way. Um, I also, I, before we get rolling into real stuff, um, I also have, I don't know whether it's an apology, a congratulations, but Tom, we had a winner of grocery on no siree last week. We did. Yeah. It was, um, uh, am am I saying it or are you saying it? Yours. I was, that was me doing professional podcast handover (laughs) to you. So you oh, could well. seamlessly do it, and it could seem like we just did it conversationally. Well, we got an email um, from uh, a 27-year-old youth leader who is my 27-year-old youth leader who said at 22 minutes and 23 seconds, the groceries arrived, and he is entirely correct. So congratulations. How did he do it? Did you tell yeah. him, Tom? Is there <laughs> um, backstage, backdoor dealings? Yeah, is that what's yeah, going well, on here? Yeah, if he wants, if he wants ask, access to an air freshener, then that's uh, the only way to do it. Is uh, if there's a bit of shenanigans going on. Well, it was congratulations! Not the time you needed yourself mid twenty-seven words. year old youth group leader. You've done it, and now I know your name. Did you yeah. say his name on air just then, I, no, or I did didn't. I just read it? Okay, well let's no, just keep we that need a to mystery keep it secret, like Wilson's face in um, Home Improvement. All right, Just for a good great. Um, I like that the entirety, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the entirety of the email is twenty two, twenty three. A twenty seven year old youth group leader, um, and the apology is for just like. And, and this is a regular apology on this show, just gross unprofessionalism, because I did mute my microphone, but it was halfway through the sentence that I before I meant to mute it, and then I unmuted it, and. Um, that might be the mystery of how he figured it out this time around. So anyway, yeah, that's that. But, but what we need to do is we need to talk about the uh, bombshell that you dropped right in the intro there, that you went engagement ring shopping. I did go engagement ring shopping. Well, we went engagement yes, ring shopping. Um, we did. It was not- so fun because I just got to be yes man about a very exciting purchase for you to make. It was a very exciting purchase, but I think it would have <laughs> taken me a lot longer to make any decisions if you weren't there. I think I'd probably still be walking back and forth between the seven different jewelers in Burwood West, Burwood Westfield um, 
picking between seven almost identical but not quite identical rings. So thank you <laughs> very much. Um, I just hope my girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast before I propose. Otherwise, that's going to ruin the surprise. So yeah. no one tell her. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I proposed over the weekend. She said yes. It's all very exciting. So, Instagram well, knows. Oh, Everyone and knows. you really so. dropped that before I could press the button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. It's, it's not often the sound effects come out. Thank you. Thank you. That's what you should have played when I said, please welcome Lauren Mahaffey. Yeah, but I, I already had, I didn't want to like ruin the cheer for you getting engaged with the cheer for mm-hmm. Lauren. Lauren, if you, I've got a nut, look, here you go. You can have this one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I like getting both the first one. It's very genuine from the heart. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So there you, you go. Getting married. That's fun. Okay. Um, that's actually not the full reason that Lauren's here on the podcast. That was just um, a happy little bit of happenstance that I could publicly thank you for being a great ring. Ring. I was. It was going to be something on wingman and ringman, but then you're not a man, and if I change it to ring woman, then it doesn't. None of the parts of wingman are in it anymore. <laughs> so never mind. Anyway, thank you. It's exciting. Um, it is my absolute pleasure. Okay, but can as you tell I, us about the ring? I know that's um, not not the thing that I'm, you know, most people are going to be excited about. But you know, is it diamond? Um, it, oh, am I telling about the ring? It's I mean, real go sparkly. ahead. Yeah, sparkly. it's real sparkly. Um, we got advised not to get a particular kind of setting that we wondered about because it wouldn't sparkle enough. Uh, oh, I think yeah. that was the right advice. Um, thank you to the lady in whichever shop that was. Um, yeah. Not Hill. the one that ultimately Kelly sold us a ring, I don't think. No, <laughs> no, she gave good advice and then we went and gave a lot of money to some other place. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know. Well, Chris did. Yeah. yeah. The only jeweler Well, I you were there Michael to Hill witness Jewelers. the transaction. Was it Michael Hill? Mm. It was, did you talk- in fact, mm. Michael Hill was Jewelers. It, was it he himself who helped you? Um, no, it wasn't. I think it might have been Michelle Hill. Um, <laughs> who, one of his associates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, and it, there you look, go. Uh, it is like my last question about the ring because it, it, yeah. it looks like the one that I bought my wife. Is it a cluster ring? It's not a cluster ring. Oh, it's a no. ruined. Is that what you got for Emily? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I'm a, no. I'm it's a, a nice guy. it's a it's a uni ring. It's oh, a no. a one ring, but not like the kind that you have to throw into a volcano. Um, uh, hopefully not. And then you got engaged on Sunday. Is that right? I did. Yes. Lauren, did you help? Um, did you have any role to play there? Uh, keeping no, no. Cool. I just got to be, yeah, yeah, keeping a lid on it, um, especially in conversations at home because I live with um, Chris's fiance at the moment. And so, yeah, trying to keep a lid on it when she had her suspicions about perhaps Sunday being the day. Um, I think I did an all right job of not adding to her suspicions. Um, I think she was as unsuspicious as she could have been under the circumstances. Like on one level, she was going to be suspicious every time she saw you for a few weeks. So, yeah, yeah I think um, that was the only part I played. Otherwise, it was all Chris. Great Did job. Did you have to keep her nails done well for, you know, the entire she, few weeks? She did paint them on Friday. I wonder if that was a little bit of a motivator there. <laughs> Someone, um, one of my other youth leaders at Abbotsford um, texted me yesterday asking if I had asked Kaylee to 
paint her nails or do her nails or whatever beforehand and I said no Um, (laughs) because that's none of my business and also if I was trying to be subtle um, going up to Kaylee and being like hey can you please paint your nails for this weekend just and and that's what every woman wants like hello potential future wife could you please paint your nails like yeah that could come off I just want to insinuate that your fingernails are just in no fit state to be spending any time with me. Um, Yeah, no. So (laughs) that was all just um, great intuition and me not being as subtle as I thought. But (laughs) anyway, so we're getting married. It's very exciting. But as I kept saying to all of my classes at school today, we're not here to talk about the fact that we're engaged. We're here to talk (laughs) about Jesus. So. why don't and we do that? Lauren, the is engaged to us all. That's right. It's a metaphor, get it? Um <laughs> Lauren, would you uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about um what youth group looks like at Summerhill Anglican? I would love to. Uh yeah, so we have um a group called Fuel. We meet on Friday nights and then the kids are in sort of more age-specific Bible study groups on Sundays as well. Um, but our kind of main youth group gathering is the Friday night, year 7 to 12. Um, we do a kind of couple of hours um, late Friday evening um, and then, yeah, do these like a junior youth Bible study on Sunday morning and a senior youth one on Sunday afternoon. Um, yeah, that was a model that we hadn't like Historically, at this church, there'd been a, just a youth group that was on Sunday afternoons, um, and that was kind of it. And so we changed to doing the Friday night a couple of years ago just because, um, yeah, the the constant feedback from the kids was that, you know, Sunday afternoon was a pretty hard time to invite friends mm. along. And then you kind of, if you've got a very Christian kid-oriented group, it that just doubles down as the membership of the group continues being that. And so we thought, oh, yeah, yeah, we don't want to, like, lose the um, kind of opportunity that they're getting to dig deeply into the Bible in those Bible study groups on the Sunday because that was kind of the format we did on Sunday afternoons. Um, Mm -hmm. But we just wanted to sort of open things up to uh, a format on a Friday that could be a bit more newcomer-friendly and... um, yeah, even just like having more time with them in the week has been really good as well. Um, so, yeah, we try to um, make sure that the Friday night is um, newcomer friendly without being like a, um, you know, Jesus died for you uh, every single week talk, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And when did that change? Like where did that line up with the pandemic? Like was that before COVID? After COVID, during COVID, that was uh, soon after lockdown one in Sydney. So it was like mm-hmm. we started Friday Night Fuel at the beginning of 2021. Um, so yeah, there was a real marked difference actually in the vibe of uh, online youth group when it was Sunday afternoon in that first lockdown compared to Friday night. Like they were just on the Friday night, even though they had been on screens a lot. They were just, like, ready to have fun and do some silly games yeah. with different kids on the Friday night, whereas trying to get them engaged in, like, just a kind of a Bible study with the smaller group on a Sunday, I think they were, like, yeah, just not into it in the same way. Um, and I, that was probably mm-hmm. also a factor of, like, uh, 
you know, in the first lockdown, like um, they actually went back to school quite quickly, but they couldn't come back to youth group. And so yeah, if you remember that being like they were pretty disengaged with any online stuff, whereas mm. they spent a lot more of the second lockdown doing school from home. So they were, yeah, uh, yeah a bit more open to that. Um, but, yeah, I think it it felt like a good time to make that change at the beginning of 2021 because um, we had a new senior minister who had started who was really excited about the prospect of moving in that direction um, and really helped with kind of my thinking in how we would go about getting that off the ground. And, yeah, even just because of the lockdown experience, the kids were really eager to be connecting with each other and spending time Mm. together um, and things like that. So, yeah, that's kind of when we Still a pretty wild time to, like, essentially launch a youth group. I mean, little did you, I mean, like, there was no way to know that we'd be back in for, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not really. Didn't we all? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you what do you do on a Friday night? Like on a normal Friday night, what happens? Normal Friday night, um, we try to create a decent amount of just like space for them, um, catching up with each other, catching up with us. So uh, kick off at seven o'clock. Um, there's a few um, generous families who kind of work together on a rotation to provide like a light dinner each week. And so we just spend seven till seven thirty, kind of serving dinner, welcoming the kids letting them have their time to um, catch up and and try and chat with them ourselves. Um, And then, yeah, usually kind of 7.30 till about 8 is when we do like a few games uh, and things like that. Our usual pattern, like it's pretty low-key, but we really just try to do like one big running game and then one game that in some way gets them connecting with each other a bit more. So it's either like a actual get-to-know-you icebreakery type thing or just something that, has them maybe working in teams on some kind of, you know, just charades, any games like that where we can deliberately put them in a team with kids they don't always hang out with um, and just spend a bit of time together. So that's kind of the main aim of that second game. Um, And then from about 8 o'clock we usually serve a bit of supper. Um, We've managed to, I don't know if this is just an inner west thing, but, like, instead of just dishing out heaps of, like, home brand soft drink and getting them hopped up on that. We've managed to condition them to like love having a cup of tea mid youth group. So we serve tea <laughs> at about eight o'clock. They Same. Like put it's in, great. It's, I mean, it's great. Yeah. We um get them to put in their order at the start of the night. And then, uh, yeah, usually that's kind of the transition point into like, now we're winding down to be ready to like listen to the Bible. Yeah. And so bring the tea around and usually chuck up like a discussion question or maybe have someone um, interviewed from the front about some aspect of how, um, you know, life and faith is playing out for them um, at the moment. Uh, And then, yeah, our usual teaching format is just someone uh, giving a Bible talk for about 15 minutes. We really try to um, make those a little bit interactive in some way or just have like pauses for, uh, them to do a bit of a reflection exercise or discuss something with the people near them a couple of times through the talk. Because um, we did the youth alpha course in term two. And mm. yeah, we found that like that aspect of the format of that, um, they really responded to and just kind of the opportunities to pause and process along the way. So we've been, yeah, working on that a lot over term three. And so, 
Yeah, then we end up in discussion groups for whatever amount of the night is left after that. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's 20 minutes and sometimes it's three, um, just depending, I guess, how much discussion they've gotten stuck into during those pauses in the talk. Um, yeah, so that's a pretty typical night at our youth group on a Friday. Mm. Cool. What have you found, like what have been, like over the last term or the last little while, what have been some um, some wins at youth group? What's some stuff that's been going well for you guys yeah I mean I think um a couple of things that jump out are that um over the probably the last two terms we've seen particularly a couple of kids who um kind of made a response at kick in April um yeah really kind of uh grow in leaps and bounds and there's one particular um girl I'm thinking of who uh, now comes to youth group you know sharing with us about conversation she's been having at school with friends um about her faith and yeah that she's much more open with them about that uh she's not having a particularly easy time of that sometimes but she's um yeah just really kind of eager to be open about her faith and really you know enjoys even just the fact that now she feels like she's got a much more grounded understanding of her faith than she did even like a while ago even though she'd grown up in church it's just kind of clicked a lot for her lately um so that's been really encouraging awesome Um, yeah and i think um one thing that's actually kind of like outside of the friday nights but um that i think was a really great um little opportunity that we took in the winter school holidays um was doing a uh, like a book club with some of the senior girls um cool our like leadership team is quite light on or has been um, this term, we only we just have three leaders um, for about twenty to twenty five kids on a Friday night, mm. and uh, thankfully we've got a few new ones starting next term. But uh, yeah, we've been really feeling the fact that on a Friday, like we can get caught up a lot in the running of things, and we just don't mm. get as much opportunity to connect with and chat with the kids um, mm. as much as we would like. And so, um, partly in response to that, and just also um, in wanting to really encourage the girls um at our youth group to um like understand themselves as theological thinkers just as much as their male peers um I Mm. just thought oh like spending a bit of deliberate time with them um really yeah uh talking through some theology that had like a practical impact for their own lives and thinking as well um uh with them and with a couple of the other female leaders was just going to be like a good way to um, rebuild some of that relational time that we kind of missed. Yeah, great. Term. Yeah. So um, that was something cool. So it was just like over four Monday afternoons of the winter school holidays, they would like come to my place with the other leaders and um, have some tea, chat through the book, chat through other things going on in their week. Um, and yeah, it was really encouraging at the end of it just to be like hearing all of the thoughts and questions that it sparked for them. Mm. Yeah. What was the book? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, we did, uh, what God has to say about our bodies by Sam Albury. Oh yeah. So I thought that was a good pick because I mean, there's so many like books that are written like for teenage Christian girls and stuff. And I didn't want to just go down that road, but I also thought Mm. it'd be good to create an outlet to talk about some of the things that they might feel freer speaking about just with their female peers. And I think that book really picked up on that and opened up helpful conversations about um, body image or 
you know, the topic of gender stuff that they come across a lot amongst their peers yeah, at school. Great. So, yeah. Cool. Can I ask a, um, a, an opposite question to the wins one? Uh, yeah. What's something that you would definitely never do again in East Group? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a pandemic. <laughs> never do a pandemic. Um, hmm. If you've only had success stories, that's okay too. You can be honest. I, well, it's really only that, like probably the main things that sort of come to mind that I would sort of never do they're just small things like um like games or activities you know mid talk or whatever that just fall really flat Mm. and uh yeah I think in some ways if you like if you're doing those all the time then you want to um hang on to them and work through it but I think for me um yeah it's been a bit of a case of like okay, reflect on, yeah, why that game or thing has really, like, fallen flat but then move on from it because um, it's always a learning experience, I, I think. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's kind of, yeah, what stands out. There's no, like, massive singular failures but more just general that's things that good. were mediocre and <laughs> would not repeat. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll take... Um mediocrity over a massive public failure any day that's <laughs> my philosophy <laughs> mm. um i was just about to ask you something else oh yes you were talking about the the book club um and i guess i've been thinking in terms of my youth group like what are some ways to take the kids that are um ready to do something a bit beyond what we're doing on a Friday night. Um, so you've talked about that, but also the Sunday thing, that still continues, right? Mm, yeah. And so what's the difference? Like what are you aiming to do on Sunday now that's different to what you're doing on Friday? And has that shifted since you started doing both of those things? Yeah, a little. Um, so I think uh, the aim with the Sundays is partially to um, – provide something that is geared a bit more directly towards those who are Christians. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, we, yeah, really try to um, get them engaging in more of a Bible study format and trying to teach them how to engage in that kind of space and also just equip them to be uh, reading the Bible well independently mm. through that, I suppose. Um, so what that usually looks like um, for the junior youth ones, like I usually put together a program over the year that's some stuff that's a bit complementary to what they're doing in youth group on Friday night. Yeah, cool. Uh, but going a bit deeper. Um, the senior youth Bible study, like they're the kids that come to that are quite like mature and literate in their Bible. So they actually make their mm-hmm. way through the same material that our growth groups do. Um, yeah, great. I think. Yeah, the leaders kind of tweak it and add some little interactive um, kind of ways of presenting it, but they uh, work through the same stuff as the growth group um, leaders do with their groups, and that's usually also kind of preparing the passage that's being preached on the Sunday. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of the time the kids will work through a passage in Bible study and then go off to church at night and kind of hear it in a bit more depth um, through the sermon as well. So, yeah, I guess that's what the aim is with that one and it probably has changed a little since um we started doing the group on the friday just because i think friday is the one where it's like 
we want to make it accessible for your friends and uh, make it just really fun as well as a good fun space that they can connect with each other while knowing mm. as well that they're going to hear something clear about um, about Jesus uh, that their friends might be able to make sense of as well. Um, and uh, that has sort of freed up the Sundays to be able to take the older kids uh, or just the, the ones who are, um, already Christians a bit further with that because I think back when it was just one group on a Sunday, we were quite um, just trying to straddle too many aims, I think. So mm. we would be um, trying to work with the kids who were in the room who were more of these kind of um, very Bible literate Christian kids. Uh, and then we'd also want to be able to be open to newcomers, but then when you're doing like an in-depth Bible study on Job or something and a newcomer turns up, it's quite hard to do that pivot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we really encourage the kids to be inviting friends on Friday night predominantly. And, yeah, um, yeah I think it's helped free each group up to have its own purposes that we're shooting at and not too many. Mm. And how do they go doing the double, like doing that Sunday night the Sunday Arbo thing and then going straight into church. Like are there many, like how many of them do both of them back to back and then how do they go with that? Um, it's varied over different years for one thing. So um, some cohorts kind of early on when we changed to the Friday night um, or even when we just had the Sunday afternoon group, um, there were some year groups where, just at some point they all started coming to evening church instead of morning church with their families. And a lot of the time yeah. they would kind of just, yeah, roll from Bible study into church um, and that worked quite well. At the moment the senior youth that we've got, um, I think partially because quite a few of them um, serve as junior leaders in kids' church in the mornings mm-hmm. um, or just because they have younger siblings and they're still coming in the morning with their families. Uh, I think they're in a bit of a transition phase and, my impression is that as a cohort, they're kind of trying to like navigate together. Oh, do we do we just make the jump to evening church? But there's still parts of being together at morning church some weeks that we like. And so mm. particularly this term, I've been noticing kind of one week they'll all be at morning church and one week they'll all be at evening church. And it's a bit of a collective yeah, decision and stuff. Um, yeah, I think they quite like hanging out for like the extended period. Um, it just depends even on some like family logistics and things like that. Um, for them but yeah so it's a bit particular to each cohort it feels like Mm. yeah cool Mm. tom any uh closing thoughts before you hard out in about five minutes (laughs) i i want to know like um because often people come to this podcast and like oh just give us some ideas what are you like what are like some top things that you've done which either like to help young people engage with the Bible or fun games, activities that have worked really well. What are some, like if you're going to say, here's one, two or three things that you would recommend to anyone to give a shot, what would you say? Um, One thing that I think was quite encouraging for the kids over last term was um, uh, doing some interviews with different kids each week. So just getting them to think through in advance some responses to like what living for Jesus in their week to week has looked like um, and mm. then sharing that with the group. I think other kids found that pretty encouraging and it was a really nice way to close out the the session each week. Um, and, I mean, I think one really key thing then in terms of just getting youth engaging well in the Bible um, is 
investing in the leaders to help them engage well with the Bible in the first place as they're doing the teaching. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I really make an effort to meet, like, meet with other leaders on the week that they're doing the talk to work it through mm. with them or if that if we can't line it up to give some feedback. And, uh, yeah, I just find that when people are serving, um, volunteering in a ministry capacity, like, I don't know about other people, but, um, yeah, as a minister, your instinct can sometimes be to want to make the ask or the investment like as easy as possible and uh, Mm -hmm. I'll do all the talks, you just have to show up or things like that. We want to make it like really easy for people to say yes because everyone's got a lot of stuff on their plate and whatnot. But actually the times where I've really seen people thrive in ministry teams is when they've got something to really sink their teeth into and so Mm. um yeah putting as much of my effort into helping the leaders to feel confident and engaged in their bible teaching um i think has a lot of fruit with then how the kids are able to take in god's word on the friday night yeah yeah Yeah, that's great I like it all righty well lauren thank you so much for being here thanks for um, sharing what it looks like on the ground for you. Um, thank you for helping me get ready to propose to my future wife. Um, <laughs> all good things that you've done for me in the last week. Really appreciate it. Um, Tom, should we yeah. should we have some music? Are we ready to? Sure. Uh, yeah. Get you out to pick up your child from childcare. I assume that's what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. it's been fun thanks lauren yeah thanks again thank you yeah it's been a pleasure doing this are we back next week tom yeah we're back we're talking about great youth groups next week how's that for a teaser well thanks everyone for listening to chris and tom's youth group podcast um for anything you want to get in touch with us about you can email us at chris and tom's youth group podcast at gmail.com or you can go to tomfrance.com.au to find out all about his books, his speaking stuff, all the things. And go to chrismorphy.com and go to his Instagram and say happy engagement and stuff. What We've is really your Instagram? Been, uh, it's at chrismorphy. Oh, yeah. Which well, they, that makes sense. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I wanted to keep it fairly intuitive. Um, anyway, the music's run out, Tom. It has. Lauren, do you have a website uh, where people can like get, get your stuff? Nope. <laughs> don't have a website. Don't go yeah. there. Maybe we can make you one. Don't, don't go there, yeah. Uh, all right. Nailed it again. <laughs>